This is Tom Fox. I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series, Integrity Matters, Assessing the Corporate Compliance Climate in 2021, brought to you and sponsored by K2 Integrity. In this five-part exploration, I'm joined by Nazana Gabauer, who is an Executive Managing Director and Head of Investigations and Risk Advisory Practice for the Americas. She advises leaders in business, finance, and government on risk management, investigations, and compliance, and is recognized for her experience in anti-corruption and investigative matters in Latin America, Eastern Europe, the Middle East, and Asia, across every business sector. And Bob Brenner is the global co-managing partner and chief legal officer at K2 Integrity. He has more than 25 years experience in advising government and private sector clients as a monitor, investigator, and as consultant. Bob has been appointed and currently serves as a monitor or independent consultant on behalf of federal, state, and local government agencies, as well as international regulatory bodies. Bob and his team have also designed and implemented changes to clients' compliance procedures, risk assessment procedures, and processes, training protocols, and technology to close loopholes and provide both robust monitoring of future transactions and conduct. Over this five-part series, we will assess the landscape resulting from the pandemic regarding compliance. We will consider what companies can expect from the new administration and its priorities. We will consider anti-bribery and anti-corruption compliance and enforcement in 2021. We will look at global trends impacting risk and compliance in 2021. And we will conclude with preparing your company for what is next. In this episode three, I'm joined by Shnozana Gabauer, and we look at anti-bribery and anti-corruption investigations and enforcement in 2021 and beyond. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again for another episode. And today I'm joined by Shnozana Gabauer, and we're going to take a look at anti-bribery and anti-corruption in 2021. Shnozana, first of all, welcome back. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me. Uh, 2020 was a record year in FCPA penalties, and we had the largest international anti-corruption fine uh, ever in the form of the Airbus enforcement action. But cumulatively, enforcement actions were down from 2019. Does, is this just a one-year anomaly, the, um, the way things go at the end of an administration where many companies try to settle, or is something else going on, uh, in your opinion? Um. It, indeed, 2020 was a was a was a record year for for FCPA penalties, right? I think um, over a little over six billion dollars, which was um, more than double the amount for for the prior year, and in which was a record year that far. Um, so so there's a there's definitely an increasing trend, um, and and it's remarkable um, because it is contrary to the predictions from from four years ago um, when. Um, when many uh, expected that the the FCPA enforcement trend would would dramatically decrease under the under the Trump administration, um, so the one thing though that is um, that is very different um, and and that there was it wasn't an upward trend were the the number of um, uh, of of new FCPA investigations that were initiated under the under the Trump administration. So it is not clear whether whether the slowdown was an actual reflection of uh, the president's personal skepticism of the FCPA or it was a, it was a mere coincidence. 
um, regardless, um, we expect that um, the Biden administration um, is going to continue the trend of increasing FCP enforcement settlement values, um, but also increase the pace of initiating new FCPA investigations. Um, go ahead. Yes, uh, we were focusing on the Department of Justice, but in a prior episode, you talked about the Securities and Exchange Commission. And one of the things that interested me, uh, certainly last year, but over the past couple of years, is sort of not the independence of the SEC in bringing enforcement actions because they have that statutory uh, authority, but SEC actions, which don't rise to the level of criminal conduct uh, that the department, excuse me, the SEC seems to be aggressively approaching. Is that something you think uh, we will continue to see from the SEC as opposed to perhaps from the Department of Justice? I think with um, with the change of the administration, we um, we we should expect that um, across the board, um, um, most of the the leading regulator regulators are going to take a very strong um, hand in, um, in in continuing to enforce um, uh, various corporate and um, and and financial um, fraud actions uh, and investigations. Um, if you know, if we if we look back at at prior um, democratic administrations, I, I think, and if we look at um, at administrations that have um, that have dealt with the aftermath of um, of economic downturns, um, we will see a a very distinct pattern and focus on the pursuit of um, of corporate and financial fraud. So um, both from DOJ and SEC, um, I think we can um, we we should expect a, a very increased uh, increased focus on, um, on on enforcement and initiation of, of new investigations. Shazana, I wanted to say see if I could maybe change the focus to a little bit more international or global anti corruption enforcement. Certainly, we saw some uh, very large cases last year. We continue to see cooperation by uh, prosecutors literally across the globe. Some of the enforcement actions had multiple payments to multiple regulators across the globe. And if we look at things like uh, the French prosecutorial service uh, had a major case, a major part of the Airbus case, a serious fraud office is seeking uh, to have greater clarity for its role and other international or, or outside the U.S. national prosecution services seem more aggressive. What do you see as the outlook for global anti-corruption enforcement in 2021 and perhaps even beyond? You're right, Tom, that over over the last five or, or so years, there's been an unprecedented um, cooperation, um, international cooperation between law enforcement authorities on on these complex cross-border um, corruption and, and fraud investigations. Um, I think you know the the U.S. as as we said had a, a record-breaking year um, and an increasing trend um, in, in in that space, and they have worked very closely with with the U.K., Switzerland, and Israel, for example, um, as well as um, Brazil and perhaps France um, on 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 that collaboration and taking the lead um, on on anti-corruption. One thing. Um, um, that struck me, and you know, and, and I and I and I think, uh, and I wanted to to mention, is um, the report that uh, Transparency International recently published at the at the end of of last year, um, where they did a survey and they found that um, you know more than um, half of the G20 countries are actually not actively investigating and 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 sanctioning companies for paying bribes abroad. Um, the the report found that. Um, the biggest 
global uh, exporters um, um, are with with the worst track record with this respect are actually China, Japan, um, the Netherlands, South Korea, Hong Kong, Canada, India, and Mexico. Um, and so it is. Um, this is in 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 contrast to the the news we we learned recently about South Korea taking an action against the um, the, the the leader of Samsung. Um, but whether that's um, that's a that's a pattern um, and that, that's indicating a, a new direction um, or or it's an isolated um, example, um, it's we're yet to see. However, um, it would be good um, for 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 the global anti-corruption landscape enforcement landscape if we see a bit more action um, by these um, leading companies um, that. Um, but by, by these leading countries that whose companies engage in um, in, in export and in cross border trade. Um, if you're sitting on the other side of the desk and you're in a corporation or perhaps even a major financial institution, and you see this trend of increasing cooperation amongst uh, international prosecutorial services and even increased international enforcement, how do you advise organizations to take steps to address? the threat of corruption literally across the globe? Um, obviously, uh, a robust compliance program and a robust risk management framework is is a must nowadays. Um, transacting across borders is, 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 the, is the norm for most companies, um, and it becomes ever more complex for companies that have operations um, across different countries. So stress testing the existing compliance program um, ensuring it is uh, up to date uh, for the for the evolving ever evolving um, regulations um, in the different countries where where you operate or where you trade or where you have uh, presence is is essential. Making um, uh, making time and timely and regulatory uh, sorry and and. and regular enhancements to um, to that program is is, is essential. Training um, is that we can't stress enough the importance of training, um, not only the frequency, but also ensuring that um, all of the employees, including senior management, including the compliance personnel, is 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 trained and um, and attuned to the to the um, evolving regulations, and then that training has to cascade down through through the organization um, in a on a in a very systematic uh, way. Lining up knowledgeable um, and experienced um, risk advisory, legal and investigative personnel and resources is is also essential. Um, you have to be able to have a plan and act fast um, in case um, you're facing an issue um, and in case you need to mitigate an, an anticipated risk. Um, Anti-corruption is um, is one of the key area of ensuring um, integrity for for every organization and setting the tone at the top, as I said, and cascading it throughout the organization, is 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 essential. One of the most difficult conversations that I think an advisor such as yourself can have with a client is around the decision to self-disclose or not. And that has uh, multiple ramifications. It's obviously an important consideration in the United States, but how can you help a client think through that on a truly international basis where they may have to disclose to multiple uh, investigative bodies across the globe? 
It's a it's it's a it's a very good question um, and one that you know usually it's it's answered with a with a group of um, of legal advisors um, who are very fluent I think with you know with the not only with the regulation but with the uh, with the precedents um, and have experience with regulators and regulators in different countries. Um, it's it's obviously self disclosure is a coordinated effort as well in those in those multi jurisdictions and so I think it, it comes down to evaluating the facts, evaluating the facts against the um, the regulations in each one of the jurisdictions, and then charting out the best course of action based on prior experiences um, and based on the current um, current administration and and the current landscape and, and appetite for and guidance for 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 potential settlements. Stezana, unfortunately we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I was wondering if our listeners wanted any additional information on any of the topics we've talked about in this podcast, where could they go? Our website, k2integrity.com, um, would be the best resource. I hope our listeners will join us uh, for our next episode, which we will cover global trends impacting risk and compliance in 2021 and perhaps beyond. Uh, Shazana, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode in our five-part podcast series on Integrity Matters, Assessing the Corporate Compliance. Alliance Climate in 2021, sponsored by K2 Integrity. For more information, you can check out the K2 Integrity website at www.k2integrity.com. I hope you'll join us again for another episode as we continue to explore many of the issues that corporate compliance professionals, practitioners, and corporate compliance functions will face in 2021 and beyond. This podcast series has been a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network.